great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. For the first time, the very first time, you are about to hear the Marines' account in his own words from the chokehold internet. His law firm has uh, released uh, a video of him. And you will hear in just a moment. And after watching the video, Mr. D.A., you better pray that the grand jury doesn't return uh, an indictment because you're not going to win this case. The homeless man, after you hear the video, you will hear it, Daniel Penny, for the very first time in just a few minutes. A number of stories going on this morning, on this Monday morning. Ex-Governor David Patterson, if you look in the uh, New York Post, based on his appearance on the John Katsimatidis show, the owner-operator of WABC, must listen to radio. Governor David Patterson says, and I think many of us agree with this, it's a frightening time in New York City with the migrant crisis, the toxic smog, the weak real estate market. Some might say, what else could go wrong? But, of course, we know plenty could actually go wrong. At the 2023 Tony Awards, just a few hours ago, very disappointing, the one part that uh, that I'm aware of, a Broadway Actress, Danae Benton, calls Governor Ron DeSantis the Grand Wizard of Florida. She made the comments at the Tonys making the KKK comparison. She's a Broadway veteran, Danae Benton, and she referred to Governor DeSantis, Ron DeSantis, as the Grand Wizard of of Florida, receiving a large round of applause from the audience. It was held in Washington Heights. And, of course, we all know historically that Grand Wizard is the title given to the national leader of the Ku Klux Klan. And she was there only to give a remark to a teacher from Plantation, Florida, with a special Tony Award, and then made that comment. It does not help matters in our country to go around saying things like that. It's just reckless for no reason at all. The air quality, the air quality slightly worse Sunday as smoke from the Canadian wildfires returned. Air quality across New York moderately Worst Sunday, a smoke caused by the raging Canadian wildfires passed over the city again. And so the uh, air quality index reached 110 in the late afternoon, according to online monitors, making the air unhealthy for sensitive groups after two days of good and moderate air. And I had a funny feeling that this was not going to go away so fast. The smell doesn't seem to be there, but we're still dealing with a uh, tough situation. And, of course, there is the Trump indictment. Law enforcement officials are monitoring, and it's a double standard. He should have never been indicted. Law enforcement officials are monitoring online threats and potential gathering of what they are calling extremists And they are bringing in more officers as the former president is looking at 37 
uh, count indictment. And he says, um, if you uh, pay attention to one of the new shows that aired today uh, here on WABC by the great Roger Stone, Mr. Trump appeared on that program and he told Roger Stone right here on these airwaves that the case is nothing more than a distraction from the bribery allegations against President Biden while also taking aim at his own ex-Attorney General William Barr for not backing him. Barr has said that Trump is toast and Trump is uh, going after Barr again uh, in in this uh, situation, this latest one. Uh, He says he doubts, that is Mr. Trump, that it was a coincidence that he was charged for allegedly storing hundreds of classified document files at his Mar-a-Lago estate as the same time as Republicans reveal more details regarding the FBI informant's accusation that President Biden took part in a $5 million bribery scheme, allegedly, and involving Burisma, the Ukrainian uh, company. And so Trump says it is a cover-up. It's to cover-up a massive crime being revealed by Republicans in the House. On the first episode of the Roger Stone Show here on WABC. And folks, one of the things I'm happy about, all right, booze tickets, booze tickets by police have surged under Mayor Adams in the past year with NYPD's return to broken windows policing. Broken windows policing. And let the church say amen. Next, Mayor Adams, bring back the real street crimes unit. And I promise you, within a matter of two months, you will see a major difference in terms of crime in New York City. So the tally has reached nearly 10,000 tickets for alcohol since the NYPD upped enforcement on quality of a life, quality of life offenses uh, last year. And uh, this is according to the uh, New York Post, the department handing out more tickets uh, for an open container. And so it's a good thing. It's a wonderful thing. Return to uh, broken windows. Giuliani did it. It was highly effective. And we were safe. You were able to walk around, go out to dinner, walk up the street, walk down the street, walk your dog. Come out basically any time of night. We're going to open up the phone lines. We're going to get to Daniel Penny right now. You are about to hear for the first time him in his own words, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. That's the number to reach me, Dominic Carter here at WABC. You can also reach me on Twitter. I'm looking at it right now, at Dominic TV. You can follow me on Twitter, or you can send me a comment. And so... Daniel Penny, the Marine, you can forget a conviction, District Attorney Alvin Bragg. After finally hearing this man in his own words, he is very articulate, deliberate, and you'll hear in just a second his intention and that it's clear that he did not intend to fatally harm someone. And so one, and this is very interesting, the Marine Daniel Penny is disputing the claim of a 15-minute chokehold on the homeless man, Jordan Neely, and denies trying to kill him. So Penny says, and I am quoting here, I didn't see a black man threatening passengers I saw a man threatening passengers, a lot of whom were people of color. Bears repeating. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers, a lot of whom were people of color. He's charged with manslaughter. 
after it was seen on video where he's restraining Neely in a fatal chokehold on an F train. The medical examiner, as you all know, say that Neely died from compression of the neck. Listen to the Marine, Daniel Penny, in his own words. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Neely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops is only a couple minutes. So the whole interaction lasted less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death, which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Uh, You can see in the video there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this is about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers, a lot of whom were people of color. The man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was was a person of color. And a few days after the incident, I I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. I don't believe that I'm I'm a hero, but uh, she was one of those people that I was trying to protect. And so we're going to play that again for you in a second, but I want to go back to the top since this has been so divisive in the city. And I am telling you, Mr. D.A., you can kiss any conviction goodbye. No jury will convict this man. One of the things that we learned, we're going to play this for you in four parts. One of the things that we learned, we know he's from Long Island, but Mr. Penny lives right here in the city of New York. Well, I live in the East Village in Manhattan, so I take the subway multiple times a day. In this instance, I was coming from school. I got out of class around 2.15, and I took the J Street, I was at J Street Metro Tech, took the Uptown F train. Um, at 2nd Avenue, um, a man came on, stumbled on. He was, appeared to be on drugs. Um, the doors closed, and he ripped his jacket off and, violent, and threw it at the people sitting down to my left. I was listening to music at the time. Um, and he was yelling, so I took my headphones out to hear what he was yelling. And the three main threats that he repeated over and over was, I'm going to kill you, I'm prepared to go to jail for life, and I'm willing to die. You know, this, is a, this was a scary situation. A scary situation. You hear Mr. Penny's voice. D.A. Bragg, you can kiss any conviction goodbye. It's not going to happen with a jury. And if you listen carefully to what Mr. Penny said, he wasn't even initially paying attention to the situation. He was listening to music on his radio, minding or his headset, minding his own business. Mr. Neely came on. He was he was threatening. He's he's I'm six two and he was taller than me. So it was and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared. We're actually taught uh, one of our core values is courage and Courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know, I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still. And we know that we know that the Marines, he did what he was trained to do, protect Americans. For the first time this morning. In a videotape released by his lawyers, we are actually hearing the voice, the account of the Marine, in his own words, Daniel Penny. We were all scared. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces, and they looked terrified. Um, The reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him. And the, the, the videos didn't start until they saw that situation was under control. I knew I had to act, and I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. I used this hole to restrain him, and I did this by leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he was still breathing. And I'm calibrating my grip based on on the force that he's exerting. And um, I just, I, I mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground. Until the police came, I was praying that the police would come and take this situation under, uh, take this situation over. 
I didn't want to be put in that situation, but I couldn't just sit still and let, let him carry out these threats. In his own words, he was praying that the police came. He didn't want to get involved, but he could not just sit there. Mr. D.A., Alvin Bragg, you can kiss any conviction goodbye. Your only way out of this is if the grand jury does not return an indictment. That's the only way out of this you have, the only window of opportunity for you to get out of this. After listening to this Marine tell his story, it's not going to happen. And again, as we played at the outset, and I want you to hear it again because it's very, very important. Number one, he says that he did not see, quote, a black man threatening passengers. He saw a man threatening passengers, a lot of whom were people of color. And the Marine is disputing that the hold lasted for 15 minutes. Some people say that I was holding on to Mr. Ely for 15 minutes. This is not true. I mean, between stops, it's only a couple minutes. So the whole interaction lasted less than five minutes. Some people say I was trying to choke him to death, which is also not true. I was trying to restrain him. Uh, You can see in the video, there's a clear rise and fall of his chest, indicating that he's breathing. I'm trying to restrain him from him being able to carry out the threats. And then some people say that this was about race, which is absolutely ridiculous. I didn't see a black man threatening passengers. I saw a man threatening passengers, a lot of whom were people of color. The man who helped restrain Mr. Neely was was a person of color. And then a few days after the incident, I, I read in the papers that uh, a woman of color came out and called me a hero. What, I don't believe that I'm, I'm a hero, but uh, she was one of those people that I was trying to protect. And in Mr. Penny's words, to say this is about race is ridiculous. Let's open up the phone lines, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. The Marine, Daniel Penny, is speaking out in videos that have been released by his law firm. That's what you just listened to. Let's start with Warren in upstate New York. Good morning, Warren. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. First-time caller, thank you for taking my call. Well, thank First you, all, Warren. Go right ahead. That Marine, that Marine is a hero. He did what the military expected of him to protect and serve. Second of all, Mr. Bragg is just another liberal that you guys down there have kind of made yourself by voting these people. Voting has consequences. And when you give a race of people the idea that they can use the color of their skin to get like a get-out-of-jail card, they're going to use it, they're going to use it, they're going to use it. That's what makes the Al Sharptons of the world with their power. Race is, they're always going to have races. And and they talk about reparations. What about, I've had a member of my family fight in every war this country's ever had, including the Civil War. What about over 600,000 white men that died during that that war, which wasn't originally started because of slavery? Well, I... I, I I, I hear you uh, in, with your perspective, Warren. I want you to hold on for a second. I see uh, someone that's also standing by is David in the uh, Bronx. And David typically argues the uh, counter position. Let's see what he has to say this morning. So, David, you're listening to Warren. Warren's still on the air live. Uh, what do you have to say? All right. Well, I called about Mr. Penny, but since Warren decided to go, go, take on uh, racism, or claim that there is no such thing, I'll address that first. You know, he brought up about the the people killed in the Civil War. 
what does that have to do with what we're talking about? And this notion that black people are using their skin color to avoid punishment, I suggest Warren go visit the New York City jail on Rikers Island and tell me what the color is of the people that are there. The majority of them are people of color. So clearly their skin color did not help them get out of jail free card. Okay, so stop with your racial nonsense, Warren. And let's talk about what actually happens with Mr. Penny and, and the other gentleman, Mr. Neely, instead of diverting to your clearly racially biased position. Okay, hold on for a second, David. Warren, you just heard what David had to say, your reaction. If you are committing most of the crime as a race and being convicted by uh, your peers, don't you expect the the, the jails to be uh, full? Absolutely. Absolutely, Warren. And and that that's a sad reality that no one wants to be honest about. But but you're correct on that part, Warren. I I thank you for your call, David. I turn back to you. So uh, one, you said you wanted to talk about um, Mr. Penny, but any final thoughts on uh, what Warren had to say? Yeah. The majority of people in prison in this country happen to be white. The majority of the crimes committed in this country are committed by white people, just in pure numbers. Do black people commit crimes out of proportion to their percentage in the population? Yes, that is true. But let's not act like all criminals are black, which is what he's basically saying. Now, to get to Mr. Penny, my problem with him is not the racial part. I don't think race had anything to do with it. I'll go out on a limb with you on that. But he had military training, okay? My brother, who agrees with you most of the time on things, agrees with me on this. He had military training. He knows how long it takes to make someone unconscious with a chokehold. And whether it was three minutes, five minutes, or 15 minutes, it was clearly enough to kill Mr. Neely. And this notion that his chest was moving, well, apparently it stopped moving at some point because he died, okay? This guy has collected over $2 million in donations, most of which will not go to his legal defense. He will be set for life after this, okay? This is not right. The, the, Mr. Neely was homeless, okay, and mentally disturbed. I don't think we should be dancing on his grave and calling this guy a hero. He is guilty of manslaughter. Okay, okay but wait, but wait, David, David, I, I have a lot of calls standing by, but I do want to ask you this. You said what happened uh, to Mr. Neely was, was not right, right? That's what, that's, so like one of the calls that just came in, uh, Michael Manhattan, he says, why do you constantly listen to David? So that's that's kind of the reaction sometimes I get, David, when I take your calls. And the emails will start the moment the show goes off, and they, they basically say the same thing. So after your call, uh, David, I'm going to go to Michael to see what he has to say. But you, you said that what he did was wrong. Well, what about what uh, Mr. Neely did? What about, I know he was mentally ill, but that doesn't give you a, 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 a go-pass to to uh, verbally attack people on the train to the day before his antics to God knows whatever else he did to all of those arrests that were on his record. I noticed you skimmed right over that, David. No, I, well, we were talking about that. Listen, he clearly has been failed, not just by the system, by his family, by everybody. That man should have been in a mental institution and not on the street. And you know there are tons of these people walking the streets, on the subway, everywhere. That is a problem that we're not going to solve on the air. But th this guy is dead, okay? He shouldn't be dead. Mr. Um, whatever his name is, I just forgot his name, should yeah. not be celebrated as a hero, okay? He should not be celebrated as a hero. I think that he over it was overkill and that this he is guilty of manslaughter because he didn't intend to kill, but a man is dead. And I think Mr. Bragg will be able to get a successful prosecution because that statement that you played was not under cross-examination. Let's see, let's see how well he holds up under cross-examination by Mr. Bragg or one of his representatives. David, thank, thank you. you for the call. Have a lovely morning. Michael in Manhattan says, why do you constantly listen to David? So what do you say, Michael? That is my question. You know exactly what he's going to say. He will always come out on that side of things. Let me tell you something. I was sitting at an outdoor restaurant a couple of days ago, uh, daylight hours, and this crazy guy, 
comes walking down the avenue, and the only people that he was shouting at was fellow white folk. And he takes a swing at me with his shopping bag that had something in it, and I ducked. And then he walks further along the avenue, banging on a uh, on a pole, trying to pull the pole down. Then he keeps walking down. Um, David, why don't you take the E or the F train at night and sit there and wait for one of these uh, thugs to attempt to assault you? Are you going to call a social worker to say, social worker, please explain to me why this man is so upset? Thank you, Dominic. Thank you, Michael. Have a uh, a lovely uh, morning. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Tom, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dominic. I'd like to say that, in my opinion, uh, Penny is innocent, and what the city needs is a good Samaritan law where anybody who jumps in to save somebody who's a citizen in the city is exonerated for doing so like Penny did. We we need... Uh, we have, we need a good Samaritan law here. They have one for doctors somewhere, I know. Well, right. we, with the, we uh, need one for the citizens who come to other citizens' aid. Okay, got you, Tom. Thank you for the call. But what's going on here uh, with the New York City Council uh, wanting to deal with the issue of reparations, which is ridiculous, uh, it's never going to happen. Um if we have a council that's focusing on that, they're not going to focus on a good Samaritan law. That that runs counter to what their political beliefs are. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm looking at your calls. Uh, they are coming in from Brooklyn, South Carolina, New Jersey, Yonkers. For example, Mike in Brooklyn says Penny should have got a medal. What we're going to do is take a break. When we come back, we're going right back to the telephone calls. This morning, we are hearing the Marine, Daniel Penny, in his own voice for the first time. Talk Radio 77, Now. Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Mr. Yearly came on. He was he was threatening. He's, he's a, I'm 6'2", and he was taller than me. So it was, and there's a common misconception that Marines don't get scared. We're actually taught uh, one of our core values is courage. And courage is not the absence of fear, but how you handle fear. And, you know... I was scared for myself, but I looked around. I saw women and children. He was yelling in their faces, saying saying these threats. I couldn't just sit still. And that is the voice of Marine Daniel Penny, who is speaking out in terms of where you can actually hear him yourself for the first time. He's done a couple of uh, interviews with The Post and uh, the Fox uh, channel and so on, their online service. But this is a video uh, one of several that's been released by his lawyers uh, posted online where the public. Now, 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 one point that David made that that is accurate. Let's see uh, how Mr. Penny holds up on cross-examination if there's a trial, because in this environment, his lawyers get to control what is released to the public. But from listening to what has been released, D.A., Bragg, you can kiss any conviction goodbye. One, he's not going to come across as a racist. Two, he's not going to come across as violent. Three, he's going to come across as someone that was very reasonable. Four, he's going to come across as someone that took measured action where, unfortunately, someone died. Mike in Brooklyn, good morning. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic, and everybody out in Radio Land. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Penny should get a medal. 
I mean, Mr. Healy that came out after the fact of what happened that he had emotional problems. And if you look at what the listed was, he was a threat to himself and other people. People don't people are not picking up on that part. The other thing is our hero Marine and I say hero, thank God he was there to protect the people. He was taking down an active terrorist. That's exactly how terrorism is is handled, you know. And the Marine, Mr. Pe- Mr. Penny, he could have just snapped his neck. You know, when you have you have skills, you can take uh, very quick actions to kill somebody. Or, uh, excuse me, take them down. He held them and controlled. If he wanted to kill him, he would have killed them in, a, in in less than three seconds. I, I hear you, Mike. Thank you for the call. You know, it's going to be, if this goes to a jury, if a grand jury uh, indicts, we'll see what the uh, jury uh, has to say on this. Let's go to Ina in Manhattan. Good morning, Ina. What's on your mind? Thank you for taking my call. I swear, I swear that I wouldn't want to comment on, on this case. I was waiting for what? But after I heard Mr. Mr. Penny speak he, with his soft voice and very intelligent, I wonder how this happened, how he got this happened to him. Because the Bible said, thou shalt not kill. And when he said that the guy is taller than him, I, rem- I, I used to see him many times. In, in the in in this in the subway and um he was a skinny guy. He was and he wasn't he wasn't taller tall as what Mr Penny said, taller than him. Because even the tight pants that he wear is just like Michael Jackson. He do the moonwalk like Michael Jackson. He was a skinny guy. He was underweight. Right, but but Ina, please second, but please and, keep and in mind Ina, Ina, wait, wait, wait. Keep in mind it's not fair for those Michael Jackson comparisons because that's when uh, Mr. Neely was doing much better in terms of mental health. And, and you know, it, it's like night and day from what was on the subway that day. But please go ahead. Yes. Well, if I was on the subway that day, it wouldn't happen. Because if he came in and he said, I'm hungry. And when a person is hungry and and is and He's upset. He's men. He's, he has a problem. He doesn't live anywhere. If I I walk with money and loose change, not even loose change, like five dollar bills in two dollars, and any time I see them come on and the thing, and they said money, I hand them. No, I I, I, walk, I, I hear you, Ina, Ina, and I really do yes. wish I wish it was that simple. But I've actually yeah. seen some, and I thank you for the call. I've actually seen some homeless people that hit you with the kind that they're hungry. And I've seen uh, where people give them food, and then they walk a few, to, a few feet away, not all, and throw the food away because they really want money to buy drugs or whatever they want to buy. So I don't know. And then someone that's that's truly mentally ill Maybe the money would have calmed him down. Maybe the money would not have calmed him down. We were not there. We'll never know what the fear that these passengers faced on that train. Jimmy in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jimmy. What's on your mind? Good morning. That Ina sounds like a really, really sweet lady, but maybe a little bit naive. You know, I want to say here, it's a... it's easier to punch or hurt somebody to stop them. It's a lot harder to hold somebody and control them when they're struggling. That's why they hire huge guys to be bouncers. And even bouncers have a hard time even trying to stop women. So that Marine did the right thing. And the reason you hold somebody from behind is that the person can't see you. They can't spit AIDS or hepatitis in your face. So that Marine didn't want to kill anybody. That was clearly an accident. Now, when you're when you're having a confrontation with somebody, you don't think, what's this guy's problem, how to get like this? You have to stop the immediate threat, and that's what Penny tried to do. It has nothing to do with race, but the race hustlers are out there always trying to stir up trouble. And, uh, again, I think that lady, Ina, 
sounds like a very, very sweet woman, and she's kind-hearted. But like you said, a lot of these people – I was walking down the street with some friends recently, and a guy asked for a cigarette. And my friend gave him a cigarette, and the guy got mad because my friend only had cigarettes with filters. Wow. I mean, so you got people out there that are deranged. You got people that are dangerous. You could see that the girl in The Exorcist, you could sit in the subway. There could be somebody sitting there, sitting there quietly, and their head would spin around and they could spit green stuff out. That is nothing to an American sitting in a subway where you sat in New York, that type of stuff. It's the threatening thing. Now, some people purposely act threatening, and then when they ask for money, people give money. So whether this guy was threatening or not, you can't wait till he pulls out a razor blade or something. You still hear people now getting slashed for no reason. I feel slash, sorry for the slash guy, and obviously. Killed. Slash and killed. Yes, yes. It's a terror on the subway. I mean, young guys on the subway feel, look, when I'm on the subway at night, I try not to sit. And if somebody's walking past me, I have my hand near my face like I'm scratching my nose. This way I have a hand up to guard my face. It sounds paranoid, but that one quick slash with a razor, you, you know, you don't need that. You got to be prepared at all times. It's sad that we have to live like that. And with elder, elderly or older people and children and women on the train, they're terrified. I see them at night terrified. It's a shame. It's a shame. Jimmy, thank you for the call. Let's go from Brooklyn to Jerry in New Jersey. Good morning, Jerry. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, good morning, Dominic. I'm not sure. I know on second-degree manslaughter, which is what I believe he was charged with, you have to prove two things. There's two elements that I'll have to prove. One is beyond a reasonable doubt that he knew he could kill the person with that chokehold. That makes it uh, considered reckless when you also do something that is uh, not uh, something that he should have known that he should not have done, let's say, something that he knows better than to do. But uh, just simple recklessness, uh, I mean, just simple negligent, rather, a lower grade would have only given him uh, a four-year sentence in New York as opposed to a 15-year sentence for what he has here. So I'm wondering in New York if they find him not guilty of reckless and of uh, knowing that he could have killed him, but if he just did it carelessly at a lower grade, uh, negligent homicide, can he get convicted of that? I don't know if he can in New York, if they can use the lesser included offense. Cause he it, could be- it depends on the judge, and, the, and as you know from the instructions from the, uh, from the judge. Right. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Thank you for the call, Jerry. Okay, Thank you very much. It's it's going to be interesting, but uh, Jerry was making the comments based on a trial. I am telling you from a public relations standpoint that this Marine, you're not going to get a conviction. This Marine comes across as soft-spoken, deliberate, not violent. It's not going to happen. A jury is going to eat up his his version of what happened and 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 if if his lawyers are not stupid they're putting this tape out there because they know that potential jurors in this case could be listening to this radio station right now could be watching that videotape on television and so it's it's starting the process of getting inside potential jurors heads Plus, it's getting his story out there in a version uh, that's not questioned. Uh, again, if he, if it does go to trial, it will be interesting to see how he holds up on uh, on cross examination. That will be very very interesting. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. We are going to take a break. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter and more of your calls from Brooklyn, South Carolina, New Jersey, Suffolk, Philadelphia, and Rockland. WABC. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. I don't understand why it's necessary. At the 2023 Tony Awards show last night, Broadway's Danae Benton called Ron DeSantis the, quote, Grand Wizard of Florida. Again, this is at the 2023 Tonys, making the KKK comparison. 
calling Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida the Grand Wizard of Florida, and then adding insult to injury, receiving a large round of applause from the Washington Heights audience. I don't understand how this is going to help all of us collectively together uh, as as a people. I just don't uh, get it. Let's go back to your telephone calls, folks. Let's go to Mike in New Jersey. Good morning, Mike. What's on your mind? Hey, Dominic, how are you? I love your show, brother. Thank Real you. quick, and I'm going to tell you, I don't like calling in here because you usually put people in their spot where they belong to be put in their spot. But these, half the people that are calling you, I, I, I'd like you to ask them how many times they've been on a subway. I hear these people from these big white towns in upstate New York. Listen, they, it's horror in that city every day. I ride the subway, and it's horror. And you, you think about your old mom and dad and your grandkids and your brother or your sister on that subway, and you got a maniac like that coming on that subway, and somebody takes an act. Do you think the penny would have... He, he had his earphones on, as you indicated. He wasn't bothering anybody. It wasn't until he seen the threat, this individual going in people's faces, that alerted him to remove his headphones and say, let me see what's going on here. And what was going on there is that maniac, and the toxology report will probably prove it, he was high as hell, and he was acting out against people and was looking to hurt somebody or demand money. And I feel for that young man that died. Trust me, I, I don't – he has problems in his life, and he, boy, he, he lived a, a, a life of crime his whole life, and I'm surprised it didn't happen to him sooner. But we can't sit back and question a decorated Marine that's doing his job. And, Dominic, that's all i got to say. And, and, and as far as David, I think he sleeps on cardboard boxes in his apartment. Well, I thank you for your uh, for your call, Mike, in New Jersey. I want you folks to listen again, to, because this is the first time we have actually heard his voice. The Marine in question in this case has been charged with manslaughter. Daniel Penny, the audio you're about to hear it's been released by his attorneys. They did an, uh, an interview-type setting with him, and it's been released online. We were all scared. Mr. Neely was yelling in these passengers' faces, and they looked terrified. Um, the reason why there was no video at the start of the altercation was because people were too afraid getting away from him. And the, the, didn't, the videos didn't start until they saw that situation was under control. I knew I had to act. And I acted in a way that would protect the other passengers, protect myself, and protect Mr. Neely. I used this hole to restrain him, and I did this by leaving my hand on top of his head to control his body. You can see in the video there's a clear rise and fall of his chest indicating that he was still breathing. And I'm calibrating my grip based on, on the force that he's exerting. And um, I just, I, I mean, I was trying to keep him on the ground. As, until the police came, I was praying that the police would come and take this situation under, uh, take this situation over. I didn't want to be put in that situation, but I couldn't just sit still and let let him carry out these threats. And again, it brings us full circle, folks. Imagine the scenario if we found out afterwards a United States Marine was on that subway train, and and uh, Mr. Neely had hurt someone and that the Marine did not act. His career in the military would be over, done. He would be ridiculed by the entire nation. So you don't, you, you act and you face a manslaughter charge and you don't act and then you'll be subject to public ridicule. So what are you supposed to do in his situation? This is not Hollywood. It's not Hollywood. You can't say, well, I'm going to grab him and I'm going to just 
hold him and he's not going to move because I'm going to tell him he's not going to move. And then the police will come through and they're going to they're going to swing in with ropes through the subway cars and they're going to make an arrest. It's not Hollywood, folks. This is real world scenarios. Tony in New Jersey. Good morning, Tony. What's on your mind? Hi, my friend Dominic. I just had a request. I just, you know, I love your show, and and I just really feel censoring and saying that David shouldn't go in. He he adds so much to the show, and I I just feel that's not right. I feel a lot of people do just run off at the mouth and want to hear themselves, but that's human nature. But David has always had a human interest in everything he says, and I really do appreciate him on the show. So I wanted to get that out there, Dominic. I don't want to take up any more of your time. Well, Tony, thank you for the call. But for the record, um, the ultimate people that decide who goes on these shows or this station happens to be the owner-operators, John Katsimatidis, Katsimatidis and Margot Katsimatidis. And they have given me a full 100% green light to do the show as I deem fit. And, it, again, we alternate between number one in the ratings for this time slot and number two. And so given the faith that they have put in me, there is a reason, and thank you for the call, Tony, there is a reason why I take David's calls. And, you know, obviously I can't take everybody's call every night, David included, but I'm always going to take an opposite opinion. It, it is a complete waste of time. As far as I'm concerned with any show that I'm hosting, if you're just going to hear a cheerleader session for an hour or two hours with like minds just uh, patting each other on the back for for how we may see an issue, that's useless. We need to hear. Let me tell you another thing that's useless. So I, I get a lot of emails, and um, one thing that irritates me is that when I'm, I'm going to be honest with you folks, when I'm on my weekend – Please let me enjoy my weekend because I'm not thinking about a radio show or talk radio at that time. I'm thinking about my family. And what I don't appreciate is a number of people that hate former President Trump literally berate me. And then I have to block them because they feel that I, I should be against Trump, that Trump is the worst thing ever. And I'm not getting it from Republicans. It's coming from not all Democrats, one or two Democrats. And so in the middle of my weekend, with all due respect, folks, do you think I'm going to stop and say, so the other day, Friday, I'm literally uh, up in Monroe, New York at Walmart. That's what I like to do sometimes with my wife and son. And we're picking up some ribeyes and all stuff like that. And I'm looking at my phone, and it's not my daughter or a family member. It's someone texting me who who happens to, first name is D, uh, who happens to hate Trump. And how could I go on the radio and say anything good about Trump? Do you think that's how I want to spend my time off when I'm not working, folks? Would you like to spend your time off doing that? So those are two, two of the things. So I will continue to have people on the radio that have an opposite point of view. That's just who I am. To me, that's what makes good radio. But let's continue with your calls uh, right now. Let's go to uh, Mayor, Mayor in uh, Monroe, New York. Good morning. What's on your mind? Good morning, yeah. Um, I just want to point out, uh, Ina said that there's a thing that you can't kill. There's also another thing that says that if someone's coming to kill you, you should kill them first. But I also wanted to say that another point she was saying that you should hand them food I was in I was in Brooklyn with a bunch of my friends. I was younger, yes, I'm a mentally ill guy. He was walking by and he started screaming. So he went over and he told them to get lost and they got the whole he started screaming at them. So if you would have offered him food, that doesn't really help. They it's not like going around giving them food will stop the situation. Stop the situation. They're going around and they need help. It's not helping out by going and and doing something. Yeah, you, you have to go and do something. He went and pushed the guy away. So over here, Mr. Penny, he went and held him down. But going around and just and just giving them stuff is not gonna really help. No, in in most cases, I don't I don't want. Thank you for the call. I don't want to brush this, but in many cases, 
It does not help. Let's go to John in Brooklyn. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? I don't agree with David a lot, but he has a right to express his opinion. But I will also say that David Penny is a hero. On a happier note, I ran into Rita Cosby yesterday afternoon, and she was lost in the subway, and I uh, spent a bit of time helping her get, helping her and her friends get to their destination in Lower Manhattan. Wow. Okay. Well, how did you know for sure it was Rita? She told me. Ah. I, I wasn't. I mean, I thought it was, and then I said, "You know, you look like Rita Cosby." He says, "Oh, I am Rita," and we we had a good chat talking about you, uh, Frank, and uh, cats. So. Okay. Well, sound sounds wonderful, John. Thank you uh, for the call, and I'm I'm sure Rita enjoyed the uh, the company, and I I will get a chance to talk to her about it. Uh, in about uh, 24 hours. Norman in Brooklyn. Good morning, Norman. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Uh, actually, I, I, I was going to talk about DeSantis, but basically I wait, was... Wait, uh, wait, Norman. What uh, is in, that in the background? It's a, I don't know. Uh, it was something... Uh, maybe it's just your is phone it, line. Sounds okay. is, it, is it gone now? It sounds like you're rattling a pipe. No. Okay. No pipe here. Okay, okay. Um, look, I... Go ahead. Just go ahead. Go I just ahead. don't think actors aren't the sharpest knives in the drawer when it comes to uh, the Tony winner. Um, yeah, I mean, just the fact that she would equate an American uh, governor like uh, DeSantis to a murderous thug leader of the Klan. That's how stupid and influenced by the extreme left Broadway and Hollywood performers are. I just think it's very insulting that they would draw this equation and it diminishes the true evil of a lynching Klansman. They need to read a book, these people. But the yeah, history of the Klan, I, I, I agree. Or, or how about how about uh, uh, sponsoring a tutoring program for kids in your community? Maybe she does, uh, you know. But maybe something mm-hmm. like that. Use your platform where it benefits others rather than just spreading hate. Norman, thank Correct. you uh, for the call. I'm joined now by Frank Morano, the other side of Midnight. Hello, Dominic. Good morning to you. How was your weekend? Very, very good. We got some nice weather. Ah, and how was Saturday? Good. It was fun. It was fun. I uh, had a barbecue, which I did invite you oh, to, we go. but you were not <laughs> able to make, uh, but, uh, but it was fun. It was, uh, you know, a lot of people eager to, to chat about this Trump indictment, and that's pre- precisely what we're going to do in the first hour of the program. We've assembled three legal minds that are going to break this indictment down six ways from Sunday, because one of the frustrating things to me about this is that so much of it has been focused on politics, not necessarily what the law says. So we're going to try and present all points of view in terms of breaking this down. And we've got a lot of other fun things, too, as well. And what time is that uh, that panel? In five minutes, five minutes from now. Ah, So I'll be able to listen to it. That's right. Okay, right. okay, so did you do anything else good this weekend? Um, you know, I just ran a lot of errands. You know how when you have these hours, you spend most of the weekend just catching up. And know? it seems like your son, Carmine, is headed to Hollywood. I see all the <laughs> pictures. He's smiling and laughing. and Thankfully, he takes after his mother's good looks, not mine. <laughs> Folks, Frank Morano, keep it right there. The other side of midnight is coming up. I will be back again in 24 hours. I'll see you then. Talk Radio 77 WABC.